He's so worthy. He's so worthy to be praised. See, when you know what I know, and when you've been through what I've been through, I imagine there's more of you than been through even worse. But but you get to can't help it. Say that. Everybody wonder, well, why come you just can't sit and be quiet? I can't sit and be quiet. preaching time I bring you greetings of my Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ he's the Lord of my life I mean every bit of it matter of fact he, he, he didn't just bring me this far he done brought me all the way I mean all the way Out of my pastor in his absence, and our first lady, uh, I acknowledge all of our preachers and deacons, and also I acknowledge my wife, the Reverend Sarah Barnett. It's good to be here today. It's, it's really good to be here today. The Lord is with us. And he didn't have to be. He, he don't have to acknowledge us. We ain't nothing but dust. We not even dirt, we dust. It's in the word now. It said, out of the dust he made man. Oh, boy. Oh, he... If I may, can I acknowledge the veterans? Amen. My brothers and sisters, I'm a veteran too. Amen. Right. Vietnam. <laughs> That's how far God done brought me. Lord have, mercy. Lord have mercy. Let me pray. Lord, we want to thank you. We want to thank you, Lord, for just being here today. And Lord, you bless each and every one of us to make it here. We, we didn't have to make it. A car couldn't have started. You might have woke up this morning and couldn't even get out of bed. Didn't have to be in your right mind. But, but you blessed us, Lord. And now that we're here, Lord, let us worship you in spirit and truth. As your word go forward, Lord, I ask you to use me for your glory. And give everyone here receptive hearts to receive your word. I want to thank you, Lord, and I want to praise you. And I want to give you glory and honor. It's in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Go with me to the book of John. The book of John, the sixth chapter. A familiar passage of scripture. But what I've learned about the word of God is inexhaustible. In other words, no matter how much you dig into it, you're gonna still you still can dig some more. You still can get more out of it. There's always more that we can get out of the word of God because it's eternal. It's an eternal word. John, the sixth chapter, verses five through twelve. A familiar story. But this is where God wants to lead us, lead us today. And the word of God reads as follows. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw the great company come unto him, he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, 200 penny worths of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, there is a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fish. But what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there, were, there was much grass in the place, so the men sit down in the number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto the disciples, Gather up the fragments. That remain, that nothing be lost. And when they were filled, he said unto the disciples, gather up the fragments that, that remain, that nothing be lost. This is the thought that the Lord gave me. When impossibility is the only option. When impossibility is the only option. Let me kind of put a little water on that. You broke. You ain't got no money. You ain't even got a job. But God has spoken to you and told you what he wants you to do. Now, it's, a impos- it's, it's, it's impossible. The bank said your credit is bad. You can't get no money from, you can't even borrow no money from nobody. But God has spoken to you. It's an impossibility. But when God speaks, he takes the impossibility and makes it possible. You... You got to listen to God. You got to have a relationship with God. 
I heard people say, well, God doesn't speak to me. Well, you, don't, you must not talk to him that much. If you don't have a relationship with God, chances are you won't hear him. You, you won't know when he's speaking to you. But I guarantee you, he does speak. He's speaking to us all the time. You got to learn his ways. And in this text, Jesus had just finished his business in, in Jerusalem. And, and now he's, at, at, at verse 1 he said, after these things, after he had finished what he was doing in Jerusalem, and now uh, chapter, chapter uh, 5 ends, and now he's coming into chapter 6. Now it says that he went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is now the Sea of Tiberias. And what I learned about that was the Roman government came, and when they take over, they renamed the Sea of Galilee to the Sea of Tiberias after one of their rulers, Tiberius Augustus. Now, here Jesus is coming on a land that's ruled by the Roman government. Ain't that like God? God will step on what the devil took and take it back from him. That's the kind of power we got. That's the kind of, that's the kind of God we serve. He'll take back what the devil took from you. And so he, all these people he had healed and, you know, he, he opened blind eyes and, 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 and the cripple can walk. And, and now he, he's off to himself. And this crowd follows him. And, 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 and then he, he makes this statement. This is, this is where I want to start this message off with. He asked Philip a question. He says, when shall we buy bread that they may eat? That, that, that's, that's a very interesting question. Now, it brings me to the fourth, first point I want to bring up. When God is going to do something wonderful, he begins with a difficulty. And when he's going to do something very wonderful, he begins with an impossibility. He begins, so if you're facing something impossible, you, you, you're right on track. You, you read in line for a blessing. Now, Philip, he, the verse 6 says he, he asked this question to prove him. See, see, God will sometimes charge you to do things that are impossible. Oh, will, will God ask you to do something impossible? Yes, he will. But he don't expect you to do it in your strength. If he asks you to do something you can't do, he wants you. Oh, good, good luck. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And what's the last part of that verse? And that's what we do all the time. He said, lean not unto your own understanding. And that's the mistake we make. We look at the problem. And we, we, we. We, we, I'll use a calculator. We get a calculator. I can't do it. If you look at the numbers, you can't do it. But you know what? Two plus five plus Jesus means unlimited. I hear you. 
plus five plus Jesus is unlimited. And so, Lord have mercy. Let me say that one more time. Two plus five plus Jesus equals unlimited. And see, when you got unlimited, when you, when, you, when you got Jesus on your side, you got unlimited. So hang up, put your head up. Quit hanging down. Quit being depressed. Get, stick out your chest. Because you got God on your side. And he's waiting and willing to give you a chance. You know, uh, he woke me up this morning, and I, I, I have to be obedient to what God tells me. Now, I don't, I don't this, this, this ain't in the sermon, but he, see, my mother caught COVID, and they sent me the text Friday, and I said, now, Mama, they had to rush her to the hospital. But, Lord, but the Lord knew. The Lord knew. And, and, and you, know what, you know what the Lord said to me this morning? I guess this is for somebody. See, my mother used to walk two or three blocks in the cold in Kansas City to catch a bus. We're on 36, 39 Agnes. Mama walked two or three blocks to catch the 39th Street bus. And then she would catch the 39th Street bus, and then she would go over to 39th and Main and transfer the, to the main bus. Then she would take that bus out to Ward Parkway where Mr. Grinoff, a lawyer, she would go clean his house. And then mama would catch those buses and come back home after walking in the ice and Kansas City used to get cold. And, and mama would come back home and cook dinner. And, and, and God woke me up to tell me that. And I guess he wanted me to, to tell somebody here, don't forget mama. Don't forget what mama done for you. She done a lot for you. And so I, I just want, you know, no extra choice for that. <laughs> but I just wanted to say that to somebody. Somebody in your life sacrificed for you. Don't, 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 don't just push it aside. Don't stuck it in. Don't stuff it down in your memory. God is bringing that up. He might even be bringing that up to you right now. And maybe somebody today will put impossibility down and come to Jesus. James one, James one, two, and three talk about talk about impossibility and God testing you. He said, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you feel trials of many kind, 
because you know that the testing of faith produces perseverance. God is, he's asking you to do the impossible because he's testing your faith. He's getting your faith in line. First Thessalonians 2 and 4 says, but as we allow God to put in trust with the gospel, even so to speak, not as pleasing men, but God, which tries our heart. See, God tries your heart when he asks you to do what you're incapable of doing. But don't you think he's going to help you? He's going to help you. But he wants you to get out of the boat. A lot of us been in the boat too long. We've been making excuses. Well, I can't get out because, you know, I don't feel good, or I can't get out because of my color, or I can't get out because... No, no, cut all those excuses. Forget all those excuses. Get on up, get up and get on out of the boat. Jesus is ready to take you where he wants to take you. Because God don't, he don't waste nothing. We think we think we into recycling. God, God is the master. Your pain, your frustration, your anguish, God, 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 God's you, he's going to use that for his glory. Everything that people did to you, you got to learn to see that it's coming from God and not the person. If you're looking at the person, you're going to miss it. But if you see that it's coming from God, you're going to give, you're going to give God glory. And you're going to be strengthened. Now, Philip's assessment of the situation was correct. He, he was correct. You know, uh, 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 the, the word, King James says, penny word, but it's denarius. That was a day's wages. And 200, oh my. Even that wasn't enough. And he makes the statement, well, Jesus, even, if, even with 200 denarius, we still wouldn't have enough to feed all these people. And where are we going to get that much food right now? He was looking at the situation. See, let me, let me, let me, let me go. Lord, help me. Be, be careful when the world brings you facts. The, the world will bring you facts. Well, this are the facts. But facts are not truth. It might be a fact, but does it lead to the truth? The facts were that, yes, they, did, they, they, didn't, have, they, they didn't have enough. They couldn't feed all these people. He, his assessment was a correct, but he failed the test. He failed. He failed just like I did. I came out of the service. I got me a house in my, in my early 20s. Got me a house, had a good job, went to start going to college. I mean, I thought I had it together. But I was missing something just like Philip. 
I didn't have God in the equation. And that's what I tell my great-grandsons my great and my grandsons. Don't leave God out. Philip left God out. I left God out, and my first marriage was a catastrophe. See, God was in the plan. Oh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't mind, you know, I, I just believe a Christian, we, we need to start opening up. Because we, 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 we got folk that need to hear our testimony. We, we get ashamed. We don't want nobody to know what we, what we done done and what we done been through. But, but I came here to tell you, I ain't ashamed. All right, all right. I, 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 right now, you, you, you're seeing somebody used to smoke dope and all that. And I don't mind telling nobody, but this is where God, you talking about, you know, old folks talking about a mind regulator. God regulated my mind. That's where God has brought me from. I should have been dead. I should have been in jail. But God spared me. I was an impossibility. But I serve a God that takes impossibility and squeeze it. He'll squeeze it until he, put, he, he takes out of impossibility the possible. And God is, still, God is still squeezing me. He's squeezing me right now. Getting some of that impurity out of me. So, so one day I can be as pure gold. See, this is what I call a but God situation. See, there's too many, we ain't got enough money to feed the people. There's too many, and, and what are we going to find enough food? What are we going to do, Jesus? Jesus, he already knew what he was going to do. He already knew what he was going to do. But if you listen to Philip, You'll say, well, it can't be done. But, but then you got to interject, but God. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not qualified for this job, but God. I, the, the doctor said, yeah, there ain't nothing else they can do, but God. Your, your, your family is giving up on you, but God. Don't nobody want to believe nothing you say. Say you ain't no good, but God. They said I wasn't going to be good, no good, but, but God said I was going to be just like my daddy. But God said, no, he's not. I got him. Yes. When you add God in the equation, and that's what we don't do. We don't add God in there. We lean on our own understanding. It says, but without faith. It's impossible. You can't please God unless you have faith. But Lord, Lord have mercy, I got to say this. Somebody here today, all you got is a little faith. But God said, give me that. And I can work with that. Because as we move down, it said there's a lad here. They have five barley loaves. You know, barley was for the poor people. 
They, 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 and some, some of you, they said they would feed that to the animals. Five barley loaves and two fishes. Now look at God. Here God going to take something that the poor people eat. See, the rich people, they eat wheat bread. Wheat bread, you know. But the poor people ate barley. See, I, I, wanna, I, I just want to tell you, God, see, we, we, you know what? You miss God because you're looking for God in the wheat. But God was, God, God's in the barley. Oh! You're looking for God in the wheat. But God is in the barley. What a mighty God we serve. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. How do you, today? Wondering for a long time. God today has given you the answer. Drop, just drop everything and come to him. Takes the five barley loaves. And, 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 and kind of researching this, it's a it's, it's called a subjective impossibility. Let me put a little water on that. A, subject, a subjective impossibility is a possibility that one person can't do it, but another person can. Right. The disciples couldn't do anything for the crowd, but Jesus was on board. See, when Jesus is around, that, that eliminates all that other, all that other junk. And see, what we learn here in this situation is, is God's goodness, his compassion, his provision, his generosity, and his abundance. All that happened when God fed, when, G, when he fed all of those people. And, you know, I, I, sometimes I try to imagine, you know, And I, 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 I can't imagine what the disciples were thinking. You break the bread. Here's a fish. It's, it's, it just don't stop. Lord have mercy. It, it, it's, 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 it's called a creative miracle. Yeah. See, I, I just want to make it plain to you. They can, uh, what happened was a creative. See, God created. No, see, we, we, we stopped. We stopped with God in the creation. But God ain't stopped creating. That's right. That's right. God can still create. <laughs> I, I, I got to say this and then I, I I'm going to say this and then I, I got I to wrap this up. Remember earlier I was talking about not being ashamed? And I'm talking about a but God situation? We, 
We, we had lost our house. The foreclosure. I had lost my job. And I was, I, 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 I was going to go down to the unemployment. Friend told me, uh, you need to go get, that, you know, that's your money. And my mother called me and she said, son, you need to go. And I got up, I got up took a shower, and I was going to go, but the Holy Spirit said, don't go. And I was obedient. But God, I, we, we ain't got no money. And what are we going to do? So the next day, uh, a friend of mine called me and said, Alvin, he used to work with me, Alvin. want a job? Yeah. Well, this company, they want to hire you. I went to the company, got an interview, got hired. Thought everything was, thought everything was, was good. Said, well, yeah, we hiring you, but we can't pay you. <laughs> I said, wait a minute, God. <laughs> now, you know I ain't got no money. And the guy that bought the, the guy bought our house. He called, said you got to be out in seven days. That's that's the joy we got. I'm telling, I ain't telling you about what what I heard. I'm telling you about it's personal. So, guy came down. Said, we gonna need a lease person. Don't we? Said okay. I'll call the boss. He called the boss. He said, okay, we'll give you 30 days. He said, by the way, uh, y'all want to stay here? So he told us what the rent was going to be. Now, we ain't got no money. And the job just told, told me they ain't paying me. <laughs> God, now wait a minute. But, but, but God, now, see, when you add but God, that, 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 that messes up everything. Everything the devil try to do to, to bring you down and destroy your faith. The next day, DeWitt called me and said, Alvin, we're going to start paying you. The Lord. Because they had got a contract with AT&T. We didn't have the money, so I, 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 I told the guy, I said, look, we don't have the money. Can you work with He said, yeah, we'll work with you. I said, when I get my first paycheck, I'll make the first payment. When I got that first paycheck, I made the first payment. Okay. Three years later, we was in a house in, in Snailfield. I'm, I'm, getting to the, I'm getting to the crux of this now. Because I... I, I I want somebody to help help somebody. Our credit was messed up, but after three years, God says, okay, it's time. The house that we lost, God was building another house in another subdivision, but we didn't know it. But God, we went to close and didn't have a dime in our pockets. 
didn't have a dime in the bank. We sit down signing papers. Ain't got no money. Ain't got no money in the bank. No nothing. Almost, almost through signing, up jumped the devil. This lady jumped up and said, they need $2,400 or they can't close. But God, the supervisor at SunTrust at that time, she jumped up. God, that was God. God jumped up. She said, Mr. Ms. Bordenhead, don't, don't worry about it. I got you. We sit there, came back, and I'm telling you, this is what she said. She said, Mr. and Mrs. Bordenhead, y'all don't not only do y'all not have to come up with $2,400, we're going to give you $500. We went from having to come up with $2,400 to us, for them giving us a check and the keys to the house. Now I'm talking about what God will do when you trust him, when you do it his way. like the end of 1 Kings, the 17th chapter. Widow, her husband was one of the prophets and he died. And God had told Elijah to go to her house. He went there. All she had was some jars of oil. And, and see, you have a but God, but in this situation, the key word is after. See, when I, was, when I read that text, uh, it said in verse 13, it said, And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first. In other words, with all, with all you got, give it to me first. Sometimes God will, he will ask you for, for that little thing, if you're willing to give it up to him. But he said, and bring it to me. Oh, and this is what I like about this word. He said, and after, make thee and thy son. See, I almost missed that. See, sometimes God will give you an after blessing. In other words, if you give him all that you got, don't, don't worry about it. After a little while, God going to give it back to you. And, 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 and that story in it where the woman, she never ran out of oil. She never ran out of food. I'm, I'm, I came here to tell somebody today that, yes, you may be down and out. But God has not forgot you. Amen. You might be on your last leg, but God has not forgot you. And I, 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 I can't end because we as mankind was in an impossible situation. I mean, the devil had came in and 
and did his thing. Adam and Eve had disobeyed God. It seemed like I've heard some people say it put God in a jam. You can't put God in a jam. You can't put God in nothing. God already knew what he was going to do. Just like Jesus did in, in this passage of scripture. God had already had the plan set up. I, I, I can see John the Baptist seeing Jesus come and say, Behold, the Lamb of God, to take away the sins of the world. See, we all have sinned and come short of your glory. Now, I ain't going to sit up and tell you that I, 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 that was one time I obeyed God, but I, I ain't going to sit up and tell you I, ha, I have always obeyed God like I should. No, I haven't. But the word of God is true for all have sinned and come short. I, I come short. But I don't come short of his grace. I don't come short of his mercy. And that's why Jesus went to the cross. That we would have a right to the tree of life. These little pictures you see of Jesus. That, uh, that, that, that's kind of Jesus. That's Jesus. They beat him so bad. He didn't even look human. Spirits him in the side. And put a crown of thorn on, on his head. Spit on him. And while we were yet sinners. See, God didn't wait to. You know, you know I, used to, I used to believe that lie. People say, well, I'll come, to, I'll, come to, I'll come to Jesus when I get right. You ain't going to never get right. And even when you are right, you're not right. Come just as you are. When I was preaching down in Fulton County Jail, I had rapists, murderers come to Jesus. They said, well, I didn't think God, no. That's, that's, who, that's who Jesus came around. He, he came among the sinners. The, the worse you are, the better. Because God can clean you up. Don't wait. Keep, stop putting it off. Come on to Jesus. Because he hung, bled, and died. And on that third day, he got up with all power in him. And he got up for you. And me and everybody here. So, in ending, if you got an impossibility, you're just right for God to bless you. thank God that he is a God of the impossible. That if you have rivers that you cannot cross, God specializes in things that are impossible. And he'll do what no other power can do. Somebody in the place today needs to know that that situation is not beyond the reach of the God we serve. That if you put it in his hands, we know it moves from the mathematical impossibility to a certainty in God's hands. And I need somebody, if you will, just rest on your feet. Somebody who knows.
that God is good to be able to help somebody else here today. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Truth be told, I'll tell you about another situation that looked impossible. Because on that Friday, Jesus did indeed die. Taken down off that cross and was buried in somebody else's tomb. His disciples scattered. They thought he was dead. They even went on about their business. But it was always a, a promise that he would die. But three days later, he would rise from the dead. And we're here to celebrate because Jesus died, but he's not dead. Y- y'all didn't hear me. <laughs> the God that we serve, he died, but he's not dead. He yet lives, and the Bible says he's at the right hand of the Father. Pleading the case of those whom he called. So if he's calling you this morning, come give your life to him. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. So come give your life to him now. Or somebody ought to be moving. spoken to you and he has said this is the place where you'll be nurtured this is the place where you'll grow you can also come 
Somebody ought to be moving. Right from the throne of heaven, God has spoken through his preacher. And you know today that there's nothing impossible for God. Oh, let's pray, let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that somebody had enough sense to bring the little they had. But then somebody else had enough sense to say, give it to him. He can multiply for the good of everybody. Lord, we thank you that Jesus can not only multiply food, but he can multiply the endurance of this life. Take somebody who is a wretched sinner, a debt that cannot be paid, and with his blood, that debt can be made whole, paid in full. Lord, so we pray right now for those under the sound of our voice in the building, but also virtually, who are facing impossible situations, but have learned today that all I need to do is put it in the hand of Jesus. And he can make everything all right. Lord, this is our prayer. And we pray it in the master's and mighty name of Jesus. And his people said, amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. somebody give God praise give God praise give God praise because he's good give God praise because he's worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same the name of the Lord is worthy to be praised I want to thank God for all of you thank God for your continued gifts uh, we're going to pray uh, together for the good of everyone in just a moment thank God Again, for our veterans, give God praise for all those who have served their God, but have also served their country. Amen. Thank God again for our candidates. Thank God again for those who showed baptism of God. Thank for Susan. Thank God for Edward. Thank God for Ishak. Thank God for Sinai. And thank God for them for coming in baptism on today. Thank God for all of you. We're going to ask, if you will, our own sister Georgina Washington to come and pray for us today. Come, if you have a need of prayer, come on up. Everybody is standing. We're going to pray, and then we're going to give a benediction. Prayer is always in order. The Bible actually declares that we should always pray and faint not. Somebody's standing in the need of prayer. That if you're facing something impossible, pray that the God of eternal expectation come and bless you today.
My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all the other ground is sinking sand. Oh God, our Father, we come this morning, we just thanking you, Lord, for your presence in this place. God, we come this morning to give you the glory, the honor, the praise. We come to exalt your name on high, oh God. We thank you, God, because you are the glory. The, you are our shield and the lifter of our heads on this morning. God, we love you, Father. We love you with all of our hearts, with all of our souls, and with all of our minds this morning, oh God. We come, Father, in the name of Jesus, thanking you, God, for your son. You gave the best, Father, in the name of Jesus, that we might have a right to the tree of life. Father, we thank you that he <clears throat> bled, suffered, and died for the sins of this whole world. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Oh, God, I don't know what tomorrow is going to look like, but God, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. So, God, we come to thank you that he's still not in the grave, but he got up with all power in his hand. Oh, God, we thank you because Buddha's still in the grave. We thank you that Muhammad is still in the grave, but Jesus got up with all power. And because he lives, Father, we can move on just a little bit further. We thank you, God, because he's sitting even now on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us. He's praying for us when we can't pray for ourselves. So, God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that dwells within and for us. So, God, we thank you for the Holy Spirit that guides us, that teaches us, and even rebukes us. So, God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. And so, God, we come this morning. We're just so grateful and so thankful, God, for the man of God that brought the word of God this morning. Bless Reverend Barnett this morning, oh, God. It restored to him all that he poured out, oh God. We just thank you for a God of impossibilities, Father. We thank you this morning, God, that you didn't let death take us away, God. I say that every day, God, that you didn't let sickness overtake us in the midnight hours, oh God. We could have died of a stroke, a heart attack. God, we could have had an aneurysm, but God, you kept us, Father. God, we thank you, God. We thank you, God, in the name of Jesus, God, that, that as we become Psalms 91 believers, oh God, you said that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. You said, God, that you are the shield, God, that you would cover us, oh God. You would deliver us from the snail of the fowler and from the noiseless pestilence. God, we thank you. Oh, God, we just thank you this morning. We thank you, oh, God, because we would have fainted if we had not believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God, we thank you for those who have come to this altar this morning. Lord, I don't know what they came for, but you know it ain't none of my business, but you know, God. Some come for this and some come for that, but whatever they come for, God, you'll meet them right where they 
we thank you for the person that come just to say thank you. We thank you that we didn't die in our sleep last night. We thank you that our children didn't get caught up in gun violence. We thank you that our bodies are not consumed with cancer. We thank you that we got a dwelling place. We thank you that we got food in our houses. We thank you that we got a car that we can drive. God, we just thank you. We just thank you. We just thank you this morning. And it's not because we've been good. It's because you're good. So God, whatever the enemy decides to plan, plot, and scheme, God, in the name of Jesus, we know that the enemy is under your feet. And you said no weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us will be condemned. So God, as we come to this altar this morning, we want to leave it at the altar. Whatever it is, we want to leave it at the altar. We don't want to take it back because ain't nothing we can do with it, God. Only you can fix it, God. So, God, we want to leave this, a little bit of that, a whole lot of that. We want to leave it right here, God. We want to leave it right here, God. Give us the strength to unpack it right here, God. If it's a wayward child, God, we got to leave her right Whatever it is, God. It could be a marriage, God, that's on the brinks, but God, we're going to leave it right here. Somebody may have gotten a pink slip on Friday. Guess what? We're going to leave it right here. So, God, we just thank you, Father. Because you are our shepherd and we shall not want. You make us. You make us. Sometimes we don't want to, but you make us to lie down in green pastures. You lead us beside the still waters, oh God. You restore our souls. You lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Yay, though we walk through the valleys of the shadows of death. We'll fear no evil because you're with us. Your rod and your staff, you comfort us. And even on the morrow, you're going to prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our head with oil and our cup runneth over. And today we say, surely, surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. As you go back, if you would just remain standing, we'll be remain standing. He's real in my soul. In my soul. God is real. For he has washed and made me whole. Oh, his love for me. 
it's just like you go. Yes, God is real, for I can feel Him in my soul. God be with you till we meet again. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. May God, God be with you. May God, may He be with you. May God, God be with you until we us blameless before his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God be glory be majesty be dominion and authority may it be now henceforth and forevermore and all God's people say Amen There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.